This episode of All Have Another Podcast is brought to you by Strava. Strava is a social media app for runners, cyclists, sports enthusiasts. I love Strava. I've been using it for about six years now. And I'm super happy to say I just posted a six-mile run. It's the longest run I've done in quite some time. It's beautiful outside today. I wore shorts and a tank top, so I was super excited to post that run. There's something about holding yourself accountable on apps like Strava, right? You guys find me on Strava. I'm Lindsay Hine, and I encourage you to go grab your phone right now and download the app. I have so much fun with the Strava app. You can upload workouts, cross training, all the things that you are doing to hold yourself accountable. And you can follow friends and famous people and anybody you can find on Strava. And there's also groups as well. I keep saying I'm going to do an all have another group and I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. So I want to give a big thanks to Strava for supporting this episode of the podcast. You can follow along all my really exciting pregnant training if you head over to the app. It's Really, though, I promise it's really not that exciting. But when I do get back to training after this fourth baby, I will be posting more fun and exciting workouts, I promise. All right, you guys, welcome to the show. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today you are listening to episode 113, and I'm talking with my good friends, Michelle Gonzalez and Mary Johnson. Michelle and Mary have both been guests on this podcast. Michelle was episode 16. Whoa, she was on way back in the day. Uh, Don't judge me too hard on that episode if you go back and listen because I was probably kind of rough with my interviewing skills and audio. Uh, Mary was episode 45. That was a really fun one as well. And today, Mary and Michelle and I are talking all things Boston Marathon. We're talking about how they've been successful on the course, tips for the course, and some of our favorite memories from Boston, the three of us. We've all run the course before a couple times, and so we talk about some of our favorite things about the trip to Boston and and what we've done while we've been there. I really hope you guys love this episode. I'm just like so jacked up on the Boston Marathon this week that I had that bonus episode with Dina on Tuesday, and I thought, hey, let's bring some of my friends on who know what they're talking about with Boston and talk about that this week on Friday's episode. Hey, we are doing a meetup. If you are going to be in Boston this weekend on Sunday, April 15th from 2 to 4 at Lamplighter Brewery in Cambridge, super casual, come grab a drink with us. I'll probably be drinking water or lemonade or something exciting like that. Uh, but come come meet us and talk to us and hang out with us. And my husband Glenn's going to be there as well. Just going to be a really fun weekend. And I do have to say, I'm so sorry about the weather forecast to anybody that's running and to anybody spectating, you guys. As a spectator, I'm a little bit concerned with this weather forecast. Um, but when, when Mary and Michelle and I recorded this episode, we actually... The forecast wasn't looking too bad at the time. So I think we talk about how it's not looking too bad. And then as the days go on, it just keeps getting worse and worse. But you know what? Um, Like Dina said in my episode with her on Tuesday, episode 112, she said, don't concern yourself with the weather too much. There's nothing you can do about it. And just adjust your goals and, you know, run based on your effort that you can run. So things change, weather changes, and that's that. Everybody's out there running the same course with the same weather. So don't let it freak you out too much. Make sure you guys are following me along on Instagram, especially this weekend. I'm going to post a ton of stories in Boston and pictures and fun stuff. I'm Lindsay Hine 626 And then make sure you're following Mary and Michelle as well. Michelle is NYC Running Mama. You probably already follow her because she has like 9 million followers. So I'm probably telling you nothing new right now. And then Mary is, it's a Marathon. Can't wait for the weekend. I hope you guys enjoy this fun, lighthearted conversation with my good friends, Mary Johnson and Michelle Gonzalez. Enjoy. Today on the show, we have Mary Johnson and Michelle Gonzalez. You guys have both been on the podcast before. Welcome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think, Michelle, you were like episode 16 or something ridiculous like that. It was pretty early on, I think, in the show's history. It was when I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I remember listening to it like very early on because I, re- I was, I mean, I was coaching you and I was like, all right, I'm going to get 
going to get to know Michelle a little bit more. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some some homework and some research. It's a little background check. Well, exactly. And then um, Mary's episode was like in the 40s or 50s, but we were both drinking like a little bit, too, a little, a lot of wine pretty much is what was It happening. was a lot of wine. And you like, you were having a spritzer, but I've never, you were dumping like Sprite into red wine and like, what? <laughs> That that was really aggressive, uh, but it was it was a good time. It was because the wine I was drinking was like an insane alcohol percentage. It was not normal right. wine. It wasn't like twelve percent right. or thirteen percent or whatever wine normally. It was like twenty five percent. And I because I remember I took a sip and I was like, I can't drink this straight. Like I might as well sip vodka. Yeah, that's coming back to me. And also we talked about belly button piercings and yeah. now like you're not the only one that will comment on my belly button because I have other people who will be like I love your belly button ring <laughs> I know all about it <laughs> and I'm like yeah still out there so if you guys haven't listened go back and listen to Mary and Michelle's episode and don't don't judge my style too much especially on Michelle's because it was so long ago but we I wanted to bring these girls on to talk about the Boston Marathon this week because it's kind of like right around the corner. Are you guys excited? Oh, I'm super excited. Especially I'm going, you know, this year I'm going to be a spectator, so I there's nothing but excitement. Like there's no worry, there's no anxiety. It's just excitement. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, last year was my first year spectating. Um and it was just so much fun to just watch and cheer and like I was really stressed out because of everyone running and, but it was a different, it was a different kind of stress. Because of the people you were coaching, you mean? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Glenn's running and I said, and he's like, I'm, I want it to be like 40 with a little bit of a breeze. And I'm like, well, as a spectator, I'd rather it be like 55 and sunny with a little bit of a breeze. (laughs) It's looking good. I mean, it's looking like perfect marathon weather at this point. So we're all meeting up, Michelle, Mary, and Ashley and I. And um, unfortunately, our friend Molly, who is going to meet up, isn't going to be there anymore because she has a bunch of stuff going on. She just moved. But um, we're doing a meetup at Lamplighter Brewery in Cambridge on Sunday the 15th from 2 to 4. So that's going to be like a really fun casual, just like come grab a drink and say hi. And I'm excited to kind of like kick off the weekend with that. Yeah, that'll be good. Is, wait, Michelle, are you driving with Ashley too? I am. I hear we're picking you up now. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be in the car. Oh, yes. Good. Road trip. <laughs> I'm so, so my car is like about to burst into flames. So this is really good timing. I'm, it's best that I don't drive myself to Boston. I'm, I'm in the market for a new car. So what's our spectating plan, girls? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Someplace by the finish, I think. Not at the finish, but maybe... I've I've been close to that last bridge that you go up and over. I, it might be around the 40k mark. I think that that's been a a good place. Yeah. Okay. Where it so, says Boston Strong. So in 2014, I was running and I saw you and Letitia there. Yes. I, I feel like you guys were right at mile 25, though. Am I right? Yeah, I think I think we were right past the 40k mark because we did that so we can get the splits of friends and then know to look for them. Um, and we were right by the Sitco sign, so yeah. it was a good landmark to stand by. Oh, and that's where everyone's dying too. Well, yes. the only thing about that though is like, you know, when you see, especially like the elites, and you're trying to figure out who's going to win this thing if there's like any kind of battle, is like. I almost want to be on Boylston so I can like see what happens down the line, you know, but I forget mm-hmm. where into mile 25. Do you, I mean, is it like the last 800 that you're on Boylston? You guys probably know better than I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like the last bit and it's always like they say, don't sprint it, but it's kind of like, I don't know. You can kind of run on adrenaline at that point because it, it feels so much longer than it is. But um, yeah, I'd say it's like half a mile point six, maybe. Mm-hmm. We I spectated at the finish line in 2012, and we were like, I think we were right before my, the mile 26 marker, so we were pretty close to the finish line. But you know, you gotta like, you know, gotta hang out there all day to get your spot and not get it taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's the benefit of maybe being a little bit before is it it still gets crowded, but not to that point where like you could leave and come back, and you'll still have a pretty good shot of being like right up against the road 
Yeah, because like I'm gonna definitely have to pee. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, last year, I I was up a, like quite a quite a ways. Like I took a, the tea out, and um, it was it was cool to be that far out. I mean, I don't have a preference about where to stand because I feel like no matter where you are, you're either just like crazily searching the road or just looking at the tracker and hoping that it updates in time. Yeah. And you, you were at such a good spot, Mary. So I had a really rough race last year. I think a lot of people did. Um, but it was really good to see Mary because I was, I was pretty defeated when I saw her and we walked and chatted for a little bit. Where was it? Yeah. Like, what uh, it was 21, 20. Yeah. It was like right. Uh, 22? Had you hit heartbreak I, or like you were just about to hit heartbreak maybe? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like pretty, it was towards the the tough part. It was, you know what? It was close to um, the November project. I remember being like pretty close mm. to them. Did you pick that spot on purpose? Cause you had a bunch of people that you were coaching running and you were like, this is where a lot of people are going to be like struggling. No, I actually, um, I was with um, a couple different friends um Je- you know Jess Jessica Hoffmeyer yeah um and and she and somebody else I was with um like we had a little group of us and um she had specific people that she wanted to say hi to I believe and I was just kind of like going with the flow you know it was like as a coach it was one of those moments where I was like okay race plans have been delivered like now we watch and <laughs> I didn't really have a preference as to where to go um, so I think Jeff wanted to go to there, to that spot. And we got off, like we got, like we walked her quite, a, quite a bit. Um, and, and I, I have awful memory. Um, but no, so, so the long, the long of it is that no, I didn't like really have a preference as to where I was standing, but it did end up being good because you could find people. Like I would say that I probably of everyone that I was coaching, I found maybe all but one or two in the crowd, which is, you know, a success. Yeah. Okay. So let's have you guys give some tips here. We'll start with you, Michelle tips for the course. Like, what do you have to say about that? You, you, your PR is on the course at Boston, right? 306. Um, my PR is from New York, but I have run, um, two PRs on the Boston course. I've since like bettered those times, but at the time it was, I set my well, I went from 321 to 315 mm. um, a couple of years ago. So that was like a really big step forward for me. And it was it was on that course and the weather was not great. I think you ran that year too, right, Mary? Like you had a really good year in 2015. The well. rain year. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, that was, um, it was all right. I mean, I've had good, like I've had good races at Boston. My PR, like all of my PRs are there, have been set there. Um, but 2015 was like a comeback year and I actually did it unknowingly. I was hurt and I didn't, it, that was like when I had, I was beginning to get the stress fracture in my femur and I didn't know, I had no idea. And then like, you know, when I didn't like recover, I was like, oh crap, something's wrong. But I did all right there. I didn't PR, but I think I matched my, I just about matched my PR. So it was all right. It was, I hated the rain. I know you did really well, but it was, I felt like a wet rat. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your tips? So, I mean, I think, you know, you've probably heard other people say it, but to start out being conservative, you know, the first four miles or so are such a drastic downhill that a lot of people seem to think it's a good plan to bank time, but because it's such an aggressive downhill, it can, it will tear up your legs. And so, you know, Mary's plan for me last year, um, and then even in previous years, it was to, you know, maybe go out a little bit faster than a normal course because it's downhill and not necessarily hold yourself back, but don't, don't like run beyond your ability the first four miles because it's, it's only going to affect you even more later in the marathon. So, I mean, that would be one of my bigger tips would just be start conservative um, and hold back, but not to the point where you're like disrupting your stride going downhill, like still keep it natural, but just keep it easy in those first few miles. And the other thing is for those miles, the road is so narrow 
that it's really hard to to run super fast anyway. So if you were trying to, you'd have you'd have to be weaving in between all the other runners Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. just waste a ton of energy. So it's almost like just let those first few miles unfold conserve the energy for later on and whatever the pace ends up being it is you know don't don't waste your your energy so that's good and I always feel like no matter how fast or slow you go down those hills though it's still gonna like mess with your quads so do you know like Mary I was just thinking about this was Michelle was talking like how does not like ripping down because you know you're going downhill so like your heart rate's not going to go up crazy if you're going faster than what you probably should be going but how will that negatively affect you? Like, even if you're going like 30 seconds or like 20 seconds per mile faster than, you know, you probably should be going, how is that negatively affecting you? Yeah. Well, Michelle is right. And, and like, don't let it mess up your stride. And there is an art of running downhill. And I, uh, my first year I ran Boston, my coach at the time was like, um, he said, don't, he goes, fall down the hill. Don't push down the hill. Mm. And I, that just, that piece of advice is re- like really, really helped me. Um, because, like, of course, your heart rate is lower. And of course, you know, aerobically, you're and also like, it's the beginning of the marathon, it shouldn't be hard. But what it really can do is tear up your I mean, you hear it, tear up your quads. And so, like, from a mechanic perspective, if you're holding back, you're unknowingly kind of altering the angle of your stride. And so the more you you strike, whether it's with your heel or even midfoot, and, and you're, you're physically trying to hold yourself back, your quads are the things that are doing the, the breaking. I just, I mean, like I, it's funny cause in today's, I just did a trail race today and there was a lot of descending, which I'm now realizing I'm not very good at, or like it's, it's, it is, there is a definite art of descending. Um, and it's, you know, you have to let yourself fall down the hill with, with control and not like, completely hold yourself back because if you hold yourself back you're just putting a lot more stress on those muscles so from like a mechanic standpoint standpoint that's kind of like how it can eat you up later do in you the race. do you recommend to the people that you coach to kind of like not even really pay attention to your watch at all during those first that first like 10k no I still I mean I still like people to look at their watch because you're, it's going to feel so much easier than it should like so you to keep yourself in check Correct. Cause it, and again, it's like holding yourself back, but also just running it the right way. And this is why it helps to practice on hills and understand what it's like to hit, like to actually fall down the hill and hit with a midfoot instead of like just leaning back the whole time. Cause if you're just leaning back as you're running down the hills, you're going to feel like shit later on. So it's definitely like you do need to check your watch cause you do need to hold back because whatever your goal pace is, it's going to feel ridiculously easy at that point. And it should, and it should until like mile, honestly, like 10 to 13, it should feel pretty easy. All right, you guys real quick, before we continue this conversation with Michelle and Mary, I want to thank a new sponsor for the podcast. And that is Mercury Mile. Mercury Mile fuses fashion and function for all runners. They create a personal shopping experience for men and women on any stage of their running journey. It's fun and easy. This is how you do it. You create a profile at mercurymile.com. Then you pick a shipping date and then you receive and explore a curated box of incredible apparel from your personal stylist that matches your fit, style, and unique running needs. Keep what you love. Send anything back that you don't. Free shipping and returns always and no subscription required. What could be more fun? Try it today, www.mercurymile.com. You guys can get $10 off your stylist fee when you use the promo code HAVEANOTHER10. Now, you guys, what I love about Mercury Mile is I always kind of wanted to do something like Stitch Fix, but I live in workout clothes even when I'm not working out. Like I go for a workout and then I change into workout clothes once I've showered. And so A program like that never made sense for me. Now this makes sense because this is what I'm wearing 95% of the time. And you know what? I think this is a really awesome gift idea for the runner in your life. Or if you're, for instance, running the Boston Marathon this weekend or someone you love is, this is a great celebration gift that you can gift yourself or gift the person you love who is running. In the picture I just posted on Instagram yesterday, I am wearing an outfit that was sent 
in my Mercury Mile box that I am loving. So guys, check out mercurymile.com and use the code HAVEANOTHER10 to get $10 off your stylist fee. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Four Sigmatic. I know a lot of you have tried it out so far and are telling me how much you love it. And let me tell you what Four Sigmatic does. They make drinking mushrooms. Yep, that's right. Drinking mushrooms. Delicious and easy to do with their wide variety of superfood blends and beverages. From mushroom coffees to matchas to hot cacao and multiple mushroom blends, they have it all. What we're loving at the Hind House right now is the superfood blends. We put them in our morning juice, and I am telling you, my morning juice is my jam. It's what I wake up thinking about in the morning. I also wake up thinking about coffee, don't get me wrong. But I am all about my morning juice with the superfood blends. We're also into the Chaga Elixir and the Lion's Mane over here. And you guys, the Chaga Elixir is packed with antioxidants that support your daily wellness, energy levels, and help protect your immune functions. Glenn has been drinking that stuff like it's his job because he has a sinus infection and he's doing everything in his power to build up that immunity and get himself better. I also love the Lion's Mane Elixir. Uh, Four Sigmatic calls that the pencil sharpener for the digital age, allowing you to be on point as you put your mind to the next task. So I like to tell myself that that Lion's Mane Elixir is helping me focus when I'm working very hard on this podcast. Four Sigmatic is offering you guys a 15% discount. I highly recommend you check them out. If you go to foursigmatic.com slash another and use the code another at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. And like I always tell you guys, when you support a sponsor of this podcast, you're directly supporting the show. So for that, I thank you. And I thank you for Sigmatic for supporting this podcast. Links to all of the sponsors will be in our show notes, lindsayhine.com. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and enjoy the rest of this conversation with Mary and Michelle. Michelle, I'm so in awe that like, your best marathons have come on like the Boston marathon course and the New York city marathon. Cause those are just two like notoriously difficult courses that people yeah. talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think for, I, I think I'm a stronger hill runner than I, I give myself credit for, but I also, am I love big races. Mm -hmm. They're definitely like the environment that I race best at. And so for me, like having a large crowd is almost outweighs the toughness of the course. Mm. Um, Cause it's, I mean, for both of them, like for both of the like races where I, it was almost like an out of body experience as I was, I, I was like feeding off of the crowd and I felt like they were injecting <laughs> energy and life into me in the later miles. Like, like hearing like your name or your number and then just smiling like that to me is what I need in the later miles of a marathon. So yeah, Boston's definitely one of those courses where you're like, you get to the end and like, if you feel terrible, if you just make eye contact with someone in the crowd, like that's all you need, you know, like just look at somebody and they'll be like, yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're like, intoxicated because most of the BU kids are <laughs> but like it that's all you need so it's you do have that out-of-body experience at Boston because it's just like 26.2 miles of like people like screaming and cheering and they're so excited I mean it's a freaking holiday for them and it's it's so cool to to be part of it yeah that's I mean that's such a good point I like I'm kind of the opposite whereas I don't love racing the big marathons because I like to like use them as parties when I run, you know what I mean? Like when I run Boston, I'm like, I just want to like hang out and have fun and not like work super hard. Cause I want to enjoy the experience and just the logistics of the morning and everything. But there is uh, something to be said for those crowds. I mean, that's really one of the reasons why Glenn is running Boston this year. A that he, so that he has like a crap load of people packed up with him, but B because it's just like that big marathon feel. Yeah. And you can like, that's a good point about being with people like when you get to those later miles you're pretty much with those people around yeah. you and like you definitely feel like la uh I guess I ran 2016 <clears throat> it was like I mean 2016 and 17 were both really really hot and in the later miles it was like a freaking battle zone like but you know we were sharing water we were sharing ice cubes it was all not sanitary whatsoever <laughs> but like 
we were all just kind of like, you kind of knew the people around you and they would grab, if you didn't get a water, like I had somebody hand me a water themselves. And like, it's the energy, even on the course is like, you can't beat it. Yeah. In 2015, um, there was a runner, her name's Danielle. I didn't know her at the time, but we're, um, you know, internet, social media friends now. Um, but we were, she was giving me so much encouragement going up to Newton Hills that, and I mean, I didn't know her at the time, but she was like talking to me and telling me how great I looked. And honestly, like I, I remember telling myself to just stay with her cause she looked so composed and in control. And so I wanted to just stay with her. And I did, I hung on to her going up those hills and then she ended up taking off to the finish. But, um, you know, it's, it's like what Mary said, like there's just so much with that in these big races that the runners are like helping each other towards the finish. And it's, that's, I mean, that's another reason why I love the big race. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, okay. Now you guys are convincing me to maybe next time I race, maybe I'll do Chicago. That's like logistically for me, that's not a big to do since it's so close. And I know, you know, like New York and Boston are both like to get to the start line. It's such a big to do in Chicago's mm. Chicago's not that way at all. Have you done Chicago? I, you know what? I did Chicago in uh, 2010. I believe it was like um, a week after I took this like big, long bike trip. So we weren't like racing. We were just doing it for fun. And it was awful. Like <laughs> I remember I hadn't ran really in like two weeks. Cause I was literally on my bike for oh. like 10 days straight. And, um, I, we didn't really train for it, but I was like, Oh, it's fine. It's just a marathon. You know, it's like my sixth one. So I was starting to get cocky about it. And I, um, I think I did the like classic, like speed up at mile eight because you feel good at mile eight. And then <sighs> I mean, oh my God. <laughs> it, lots of tears in the last 10 K oh. and like shuffling and like, who did I think I was kind of deal? Oh. Chicago's on my bucket list. I definitely want to do that. It's so fun. I mean, yeah, it's got the same like big marathon feel. There are definitely like a couple pockets where you don't have people lined. Um, right. I mean, pretty much they're lining the whole time, but like there's a couple pockets that you don't see in like Boston and New York, I'm sure of like not as many people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ha- So my uncle is, um, he does ultra marathons, but he also, um, he lived outside of Boston for quite some time. And before my first Boston, he had written me this like very sentimental email. And he was like, you know, get ready for the quiet spells and the, the breaks of the crowd and the <laughs> pieces where you'll be. And I was like, I mean, now granted my first Boston was the year after the bombing. Sure. But, and, and from what I understand, like that year was insane from a crowd perspective, yeah. but like, I remember going back to him and I was like, Uncle Bob, like, that was insane. There was no quiet part. <laughs> that was just nuts. That was 26 miles of, like, people in your face. But it was awesome. Do you remember that marathon when you, like, flew by me at the um, going up, like, Harper yeah. Hill? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was so much fun. But you were, like, I mean, you literally ran past me like I was standing still. And you were like, hey. And then you went on to run like a 309 or something ridiculous like that. It was really fast. That was like my dream day. You know, like we all like we all hope for the dream day. And that was like it was that was my dream day. Like that's the day that I, I mean, we we think back to like that's to PRs and races and runs and like things that have gone really well. And that day was like magical for me. It was so wonderful. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, if you yeah. felt that good at that point when I saw you, it was like you were you were having and you felt good enough that you were like racing, but you felt good enough to like literally smile and say hello. Like <laughs> you know, like I feel like I would have had like sunglasses on, blinders on, don't talk to me. I'm doing something important here. I negative that so that was the Bill, that was the one in Boston that I I did manage to negative split. I negative split by like 3 minutes, which That's is like crazy. Crazy, but it was like, again, it was like a magical, magical thing. (laughs) That is amazing. Okay. So, um, what is your favorite experience you've ever had in Boston? And Michelle, you can go first. Um, that's tough. My favorite. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, I went to spectate in 2014, the year after the bombings, the year that Meb won. And so Mm -hmm. that was, that was just like wild to be part of that 
you know, we had gone to the start to, to try and like see everyone. And we did, we stayed at the start a little bit. And then we, um, we actually drove back to the finish and we're running on the street, like trying to listen to the updates that we were getting to try and get to the finish. We ended up missing Meb finishing, but we were there like moments after. And so it was really special to be part of that year, like to be there and to feel the excitement, especially given that it was the year after the bombings, um, just to be there for that entire experience. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't racing that year. It wasn't something personal for me, but just to be part of that bigger community that year was really special. Yeah, to piggyback off that, when I was in the race, people had craftily, like, they really had their shit together. But they, like, made the signs, like, in the middle of the race. I was like, Meb just won. Somehow. Or maybe I'm a Meb. I could have been, like, blacking out at this no, point. No, I remember but, I remember seeing those. Right? Yeah. And, like, it was, like, it was, like, mile 2021 and like it was just like meb one and everyone around me running was like oh my god and it was such a cool moment I remember that too yeah because I and I remember I had my phone with me and I feel like I checked or something like the results while I was running to see because I was I was since I was like just you know having a party out there myself um but I yeah I I remember people saying that I think that member so I ran by you and I think actually Molly too now that we're talking about it I think at like mile 10 Molly was running with her sister oh really it was another yeah now like it's all coming back to me but it was one of those things where I was like hi how are you and yeah and it's all coming full circle (laughs) I actually I didn't know that Molly ran that ran with her sister that year Molly Turner Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I would have to say I would say the same year as you guys. I feel like that's probably would be a lot of people's answers. But um, that same year, I on a whim decided to go and I uh, I like through Twitter just like found random girls to room with Katie. Edwards. Oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah. Katie Edwards is one of them. And which was so funny because the there was four of us girls. I had never met any of them. I only knew who Katie was. I didn't end up. It was like people connected me with the other two, but oh, I did. Yes. Yeah. So I was supposed. To, so that was Easter weekend, and so I was kind of on the fence the whole time about should I go the weekend. I totally forgot about that, and then I ended yeah. up deciding to stay, and then we just drove up the morning of. But oh. yeah, I was, were you in a room with me at one point? I was. It was ah. like I was. I was going to, and then I backed out, and then other people went in. Like, jumped so. in. Yeah. It yeah. was, yeah, we filled the spots. I forgot you were part. Yeah, there was, like, at one point, there was, like, probably eight different people that, like, were, were yeah. potential people. But it was funny because myself and the other two girls running, um, the three of us were just running for fun. Like, we weren't in any shape to, like, really race hard. And even if we were, we weren't, like, serious, like, Katie Edwards and Katie was trying to qualify for the Olympic trials <laughs> and she did she ran like a 241 or something ridiculous like that but I was like here we all all of us three girls are just like yeah we're running Boston tomorrow but I'm thinking Katie had to be like so nervous I mean she was about to do something really big wait did you come to dinner Lindsay um, remember Katie was there you know I feel like I did I feel like I know after the race Katie and I met Jenny Poor and some people for dinner, but I can't remember what we did the night before. Oh yeah. The Wazelle dinner. Yeah. We came to that. Katie came with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time we met. And then I creepily told you how pretty I thought you were. <laughs> Isn't that true? Was that, was that what it was? Or no, maybe no, I just no. thought it in my head. No, we met. <laughs> That's even creepier. We met at coffee. Yes, we met at coffee, and then we went to dinner at, uh, I don't know the woman's name, Rebecca, maybe? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca, and we sat around that that coffee table, and Gabe was, like, watching the Yankees with Rebecca's husband in the other room, and, like, Kara Goucher was there, But I remember we were too cool for school, because we were like, we don't want to go fangirl her. Yeah. (laughs) That's true, and I'm, like, whispering to Gabe, I'm like... She's like the Derek Jeter of running. And he was like, Oh, I I get it. I get it now. Yeah, that that was a cool that was a cool year. Yeah, that was fun for so many reasons for sure. 
Um, okay, why do you think you guys have both been successful on this course? Um, I, I think having some patience. Like, I think I, I don't think I always was, but I think in recent years I've become a more patient runner, and so I, I've gotten better at um, trying to conserve energy for the later miles. And I think for this course especially, uh, if you do that, the course can actually play to your favor. Um, because once you get up the hills um, through mile 22, 22 and a half, like it's downhill or flat to the finish for the most part. And so if you've kind of exerted your energy in a, in a good way for the first 20, like you'll have, and you have energy, you can really fly the last few miles. I, I wouldn't say that I have flown the last few miles, but I've <laughs> at least had enough energy to not, um, you know, seriously positive split. Um, my, my best race at Boston, I think I positive split by just a, a little, you know, it was fairly even the first half to second half. So I, I think, I think if you if you conserve energy, then the course can actually play in your favor and you can end up with a, a really solid second half. I would agree. And I think the hills are such that you're you're running and you're so tired, but it's like you're looking down and you're like, how am I doing this? And you're doing it because you're going downhill. But it is such also a mental boost to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm running this split at mile 22, mile 23. And like, I've always, like, I would agree with Michelle. I think that this course is, like, I personally like how it's set up. How, because it was set up just for me. Um, no, but <laughs> I like how it's, like, you know, it's 15 miles, 16 miles, and then the hills. And, like, mentally, it's, to me, kind of like a warm-up to the hills. And when you get to the hills, you're allowed to hurt, you know. And it's, I think when you approach, and when I approach a marathon, it's, like, you know, stay conservative for as long as human, humanly possible. And I almost love the point where you're like, okay, and now I can hurt and mm. now I can myself. And I think the, that the, this course sets you up for, for that exact, you know, feeling and experience because when you get to the hills, they do hurt. But at this point in the marathon, it's okay to hurt. Yeah. And then when you finally get to that 21, 22, it, it's that mental boost because you're getting pushed down a hill and you're, you're like, you check your watch and you're like, holy shit, how am I running this? And it's at the end of a marathon, hopefully, <laughs> ideally. Um, and, and it's challenging, right? Like you in, in a hill, like you're not necessarily going to be checking your pace up the hill. It's best not to, because <laughs> you're probably going to slow up, slow down and going up the hill and then you'll speed up going down the hill. And that's just how you run hills. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a good, like it's, it's very manageable to break up into, into sections, into kind of stomach. Yeah. I always say like, don't pay attention to your watch up the hill, pay attention to your effort because if you do look at your watch and you know, sometimes it takes your watch a little bit to like catch up to where you are, you know, once you slow or whatever, but can be really mentally defeating and then you freak yourself totally. out. So just like focus on working hard and being consistent up the hill and then mm. look at it once you've been going down for like 20 seconds. <laughs> give, give your watch time to catch it back up so you don't see, see what it was happening on the hill. Totally. I also like, I mean, most people dislike that Boston starts so late, but I actually, I like the later start and it's just kind of, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a night person anyway. So I like taking time to wake up. Michelle and I are like polar opposites. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when when you guys when you guys stayed at my house like we all went to bed and Mary's like up on the couch Glenn's like asleep on the couch and Mary's like hanging out doing training plans like in the living room with him and we've all been in bed for like three hours Glenn's like snoring and I'm like <laughs> halfway through training plans yeah I just I'm you know what I'm working on it I'm trying to shift the the like bio the the clock the biological clock um Gabe and I Gabe has now made a rule that I'm not allowed to go to bed past midnight Mm. so I'm working on it <laughs> but I am I am one of those people I, I really wouldn't call it insomnia I just like my mom is the same exact way and it's like nighttime comes and I'm like wired I'm like all right let's go so in the mornings I'm like a, a freaking zombie I have that but experience sometimes too I'm like dead tired at like 7 or 8 p.m and I'm so ready for bed and then I get my kids to bed I go downstairs and take a deep breath and I'm like why am I wide awake now? Like I, I was just ready to go to sleep. Like now I want to like party, you know, whatever. 
Um, okay, girls, in the effort to get moving <clears throat> on with the day, let's all pick our top American female. Like, who do we have? I know we love them all. I know. But <laughs> let's let's all say who we have our money on. Michelle, do you want to go first? I I think Molly Huddle is going to do really well. Yeah. Um, I think she's had a really, really good buildup. And... Um, well, she's only run one marathon, you know? Yes. So I, I feel like she, I, I feel like a lot of people think she's going to do well, but I feel like she's, because she's still so new that some people may not want to like put their money on her. And I think she's going to do well. I mean, she, she, what did she race recently where she won? The, well, um, what did eight. She, yes. Eight, the, the 15K in, yes. Um, yes. in Florida. And she like dropped the hammer the last couple of miles. So I, I don't, I just, I feel like, I feel like this is going to be a good race for her. I, I think Shalane is going to do well. And I think Jordan is going to do well as well. But I, I think Molly has a really good chance. Okay. Your money's on Molly. Who's your money yes. on? Mary. I, I, no, I actually agree. I would love for Shalane to like, you know, this is her, you know, romantic finish. Um, I think we all like hope deep down inside that Shalene will win, but I don't, I think Molly Huddle is so strong that I don't know. It's like, you know, to Michelle's point in one, in one half, it's like, she's only done one marathon. So it it could have just been beginner's luck at New York. Um, But I just, she's just so, she's so smart. She's so strong. And she's had such a robust experience of races that I don't know. I, I just think she's a freaking badass. So I think I'd love to watch like a Molly Shalane Duke off. That would be really cool. I hope they like all stay together for a long time. And then like, we see what happens. (laughs) I have to say, (laughs) I feel, I have to say my money's kind of been on Jordan because man, she debuted her first marathon at Boston three minutes faster than any American debut ever. (laughs) And she, then she ran Chicago in two twenty you know, this past year. And I heard her on, um, Carrie Tolfson's podcast, see Tolly mm. run like after Chicago. I don't know if it was her Chicago performance this year or last year. It was this year, right? Yeah. This year. Yeah. And, um, Carrie asked her about Boston and, uh, her, you know, like finish and everything. And she got third and she said, she felt like she finished that race with a lot more left in her. Not that she didn't race really hard, but like her goal was to finish that race and say, I can do this again and I can do it a lot better than I just did it. And I mean, she ran a two twenty three. you know, it's crazy, <laughs> yeah. but there's an the experience I, thing I, too. So I don't know her. I also, the, the emotional part for her too, with her mother passing away is also very touching, I think. And, I don't know. I think that's, I think she's a really, I was going to say, like, if I met her, I did meet her. You guys know that, right? I met her. No. No. Yeah. What? Okay. So New Haven puts on the 20K championship. Oh, I remember this. I do. I remember this. Yeah. And I like ran, I was like, I had like a drink or two and I was like, I'm just going to go up to her and say hi. Yeah. And, and I went up to her and and I, and I said hi, and I did get a picture. There was, like, crap on my camera, which I'm, like, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> but she was she was so, like, so sweet and so humble. And, like, I don't know. She just seemed very genuine. And I, I really, I, I don't know. I think she's, they're all likable, right? Like, Desi's likable, Molly's likable. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to give Des some love, too. Obviously, like, you know, it's like I hate asking to pick your favorite to win because, like, we want them all to win. We love them all. But I'm, like... Let's get crazy here and put our money on one person. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if Disney just like came out and oh just yeah, down? That'd you be just amazing. you just wonder like what's going on in their heads right now too. Like, I mean, they all legitimately have the talent and ability mm-hmm. to literally win the marathon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a how cool is it to be at that level and to race? You know, to of course you're checking pace, I guess, to a point, but like you're really racing. You're racing your competitors. It's like a I mean, I don't know. I don't think any of us can say that we necessarily have raced a marathon unless you've done a smaller hometown marathon. Oh, so like to race a, it for the win. 
Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely have not done that. Well, so I, 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 <laughs> the only, the only thing I have experience with is when I did the Foot Locker Five Borough Challenge, um, from New York. Uh, what year was it? 2011. Um, you know, they pick five runners, one from each of the boroughs, and so you run the first half all together, and then you literally race to the finish. Oh, so fun. that was that was like. It was exciting because, like, at the halfway point then, it's, like, it becomes, like, a chess match. Like, you have to, like, think about, I don't want to go too fast, and you're kind of covering, you know, any move. It was it was really exciting to get to do that. That was cool. So, and yeah. at that point, you're, like, you're racing like a pro. You're, like, r- racing for the W yeah. rather than racing for the yeah. time. Well, and, the, you know, we started before anyone else. And so by that point, the elite females and – like the lead males, you know, maybe like the two thirty marathoners had passed us, but that was it. There was no one else on the road. And so like spectators were cheering for you. It was just this really cool That's opportunity. So cool. Yeah. So that was that was my one time really like truly racing against someone rather than the time. That was your elite racing experience. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, girls. Well, I'm going to let you go. My my big guys just came in the room. They're trying to, like, get in on the podcast. You guys want to say hi? Say hi. Oh, they said they want to start their own podcast is what they want to do. Uh, I said, you give, wait, me, you give me topics and maybe we can do it. <laughs> what? Can I tell you the, the Instagram video you did the other day of, um, I guess it was Lewis without his shoes and socks. Oh, at the park. <laughs> Had me on the floor laughing. Like, and just the way. Lewis, um. Where are your shoes and socks? So, I mean, it was so cold. This was yesterday. It was so cold, too. Like, I mean, and I, like, I am actually, like, I don't even care about other parents judging me. You know, like, I can't stand it when I go somewhere and, like, people are like, you should put a coat on your kid. Because I'm like, it's not even that he's cold. He doesn't want to wear a coat. I'm not abusing him. He's choosing to not wear a coat. And ain't nobody got time to deal with that fit, you know? Yeah. No, I loved it. I would, I mean, hell. I don't have kids yet, but if my kids want to run free, want them run free. I mean, yeah, if it was like they were going to get frostbite, obviously I would do something about it. But for the most part, I'm like, whatever, man. Like if you want to be cold, if you want, if you want to wear a t-shirt and it's 40 degrees, what, just like do your thing. Love it. (laughs) All right, girls. Well, I'm so excited to see you in literally one week. Ah, I know. I can't wait to give you both such big squeezes. And everybody listening, come come see us if you're going to be in Boston yes, at yes. The, the brewery. Yes. It's going to be so fun. And I feel like that environment is just going to be, like, so casual. And, you know, because, like, the last thing I wanted was to be somewhere where people had to, like, awkwardly walk up and be like, hi. You know what I mean? Like, I just want it to be so casual and fun and comfortable for everybody. Do we? Are we going to have name tags? I mean, I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to orchestrate Listen. that, Mary? <laughs> no here here let me explain myself briefly so I just was with somebody who was like yeah I was just at an event where I knew people from the internet and like we were together and it took us like you know 10 minutes 15 minutes to like realize who we were because you're not gonna be like hi I'm did it and I'm this from the internet you know what I mean so yes. just a consideration just a consideration I'm, I'm whatever random, like, uh, Instagram name, Michelle, just go around introducing yourself as NYC running mama. (laughs) (laughs) I'm NYC running mama. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. We don't have to do name tags. That's fine. (laughs) Well, okay. I'm excited. Anything else you guys want to say about that? (laughs) I'm excited for this road trip, Michelle. I'm excited. You'll be there. How long? Four hours. So it's like four hours for me and Ashley. So, okay. and then we pick up Mary probably, are you like two hours outside of Boston? Two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can meet my cat. Yay. Well, I, I'm flying and it's going to take me two hours by plane. I think I'm not driving from Indiana. When do you guys get in? We get in on Saturday, I think around like two or something. And then we'll, okay. we'll do the expo on Saturday. Okay. So that that's like out of the way and, and done. I was going to say, you guys don't even have to go to the expo. Are you going to? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming there. It's, it's kind of a trek now. Like it's not just, 
on the main road. You have to go to, it's west. It's like, or it's east yeah, of by the where seaport. Yeah, the seaport. Yep. All right, girls, what's your, what's your uh, final piece of wisdom for everybody running? Be conservative in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and fuel. Don't forget to fuel. I think sometimes Boston can be so exciting that you get caught up in the crowd and there's people at the water stops and, you know, it's very well organized. It's like probably the most, I, I've not been to the European races, but it's very, very well organized and the, the aid stations are awesome. So try to get the water, try to get your nutrition in. I mean, don't get caught up in the craziness and don't get cocky because that's Boston is, is it can be a very humbling course, but it can also be a really, you know, fast course. So pace yourself and eat. Are you echoing I think, that? I think, I think that sums it up perfectly. And I would say just have, <laughs> have fun, enjoy the, the history and the experience and, and look for us at mile 25. Yes. <laughs> look for us. All right, girls. Thank you so much for doing this today. Thanks thank for you. having us, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. We'll talk soon. Okay. See you Bye. Bye. All righty. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Mary and Michelle, for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our fun, casual Boston Marathon talk. And I hope if you're going to be there that you'll meet up with us on Sunday from 2 to 4 at Lamplighter Brewery in Cambridge. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram, lindsayhines626, where I'll be posting all weekend, all things Boston Marathon. You can find Michelle, NYC Running Mama, and you can find Mary. It's a marathon. I want to thank our sponsors one more time, Strava. Get on the Strava app and find me, you guys. It's such a fun way to track your workouts. And I want to thank Mercury Mile. Go to mercurymile.com, check out what they have to offer, and use the code HAVEANOTHER10 to get $10 off your stylist fee. And check out those mushroom mixes and mushroom blends with Four Sigmatic. Foursigmatic.com slash another and use the code another for 15% off. All right, guys, best of luck to everybody running Boston. I cannot wait to cheer for you. I'm going to be bundled up so hard. I know the weather's not looking great, so... I'm going to be bundled and I'll be out there all day cheering for you guys and rain, shine, whatever happens. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the course, the spectators. You've worked so hard for this. So just have a great time. And for those who aren't going to be there or aren't running, I hope you have a fun time tracking people like I will. It's going to be so fun to watch. It's just always a fun experience every year. Marathon Monday is it's like a holiday, right? For all of us runners. If you want to get more connected with this community, uh, the group on Facebook is where that's at. Just go to Facebook. I'll link it in the show notes as well, but it's I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine group where we just get to know each other a little bit more, talk about episodes and people actually give me suggestions for episodes. And we also read a book together every month. It's just kind of a, a fun tighter knit community over there. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Have a great Friday. And as always, I'll see you next Friday.